0: Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media
1: business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and
0: episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm super excited for the conversation in today's guest. We're going to dive into a lot of really amazing topics around being a social media manager and choosing this path as your career. I'm joined by Alyssa. Alyssa Gumto is a social media manager with four and a half years of experience and has been with the same company since January of 2019. Alyssa has always enjoyed being creative. As a child, she would attend weekly craft classes at Michael's art supply stores, scrapbook before Instagram took off, and her love for social media started back in middle school when you could find her creeping on people's Facebook pages. Boy, can I relate to that. When when she's not spending her time making... Not spending her time working, you can find her spending time with her golden retriever truly, recording the next telling it like it is with Alyssa podcast episode and almost always eating ice cream. Alyssa, welcome to the hashtag manage podcast. Tell me a little bit more about your career as a social media manager. Did you always know that this was the field for you?
1: Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Okay, so I always love to tell people a little backstory is that I actually went into college completely undecided on a major, no idea what I wanted to do. And freshman year, um, you know, as the semester went on, towards the end of semester, you had to meet with your academic advisor. And the girl beside me, her name is Cassie, and she too went to the same school as me, completely undecided. And she came back into the room, and she's like, Alyssa. I met with our academic advisor, Erica, and she said I'd be great at marketing. And I said, okay, Cassie, my meeting with Erica is on, you know, next Friday, and I think I'm going to do marketing too. So, no joke, if it wasn't for Cassie, I would probably still be sitting in a classroom not knowing what I wanted to do. So, I always like to just kind of tell people that because I think it's important for people to know that you don't necessarily have to know like what you actually want to do. The vast majority of people who are 18 years old, they don't know what they want to do. And even people in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s, they still don't want to know. They still don't know what they want to do when they be, you know, when they're grown up. So I was like, just throw that out there. And so that actually led me on the path to double majoring in both marketing and management. And as you mentioned in my bio, you know, I was always someone who got so much enjoyment and fulfillment of looking at people's Facebook accounts and just going down the rabbit hole. And ultimately I would find out who their grandma was, their cousin, you know, what type of dog their aunt had, because I just loved just laying there, you know, in bed and just scrolling to see what was up with people. So that's really just kind of how it came to be. Um, it's not like, I even had a social media class in college, the school I went to didn't even offer that. So it was a lot of just like old school, traditional marketing. But as you mentioned too, I've been with this company since January of 2019 and it's actually the company that I interned for as well. So I've seen the company like grow just because they also started in December of 2018. So I've seen the highs and I've seen the lows and I've just been along for the ride ever since.
0: I love that. And so, okay, there's already a million things that I want to dive into from that answer on the question. But first of all, how amazing is it that you double majored in both marketing and management? I think that is two really great, Fields just to really have a good foundation of, mm-hmm. and so you mentioned, which I think really sticks out for me as well, because that's my background with school is a marketing degree. I was undecided for so long. I always knew I wanted to do something within the realm of business, but that's so huge, and so mm-hmm. many things fall into that. Actually, for a while, I was taking a lot of prerequisite classes, and I was doing really, really well in accounting. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to become an accountant. That is my calling in life purely because I was passing the classes by, I don't know, some miracle of some sort. But all it took was a summer. I had to take a marketing and I actually took an intro to advertising class just as an elective for my major and taking both of those simultaneously and had two really amazing professors who really dove into like old school marketing tactics and just so many like foundational things as marketers Mm -hmm. that we even carry into, you know, the new age of social media, which I think is so exciting. Um, So I love that. You mentioned that you've been a part of your company now as an intern. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that internship. Um, Was there anything specific that drew you to the internship itself or was it to the company?
1: Um, Okay. So if anyone could guess, I was actually creeping on my boss's Instagram account. So what happened? Yeah. (laughs) a moment. (laughs) Yes, I was. And it's, again, funny looking back. But when, so I went to a super small school. We only had classes like Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays or Thursdays. So I would spend the other days, and I also lived at home. So I would spend the other days babysitting so I could make money and, you know, use that money to pay towards my schooling. So the little boy was eating lunch, and I was on my phone, and I was clicking through Instagram stories. And I knew of my now boss at the time, from my like fourth cousin, she tagged her in a post. And I was like, oh, this blonde girl lives like 30 minutes from me. Like, I wonder, you know, what she's doing with her life. And so I, again, went down the rabbit hole. And it was just one of those things. I was looking at her Instagram stories at the right time. She had posted that her and her really good friend had just launched a company and they were looking for someone to be a marketing intern. And again, I was walking with that same girl's, um, senior year, Cassie, who I mentioned, who was sitting beside me freshman year. And she was getting ready to graduate in the, in December. And I was going to be graduating in May. And I was like, I still don't have an internship. And what do you know? When I was creeping on again, my now boss's account, she had posted that she was looking for an internship. So I had the mindset of what, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I don't hear back X, Y, and Z. Well, Clearly, it worked in my favor because, like I said, I've been with them ever since. So that drew me in. And I will say so much what I learned has just been on the job. Like, I hate even saying that it's not, there's a lot from my schooling that I don't even apply to my position because every single day, As you know, social media is constantly changing. It's not like there's a textbook that you could open up and be like, okay, today in June of 2023, this is what we're going to be focusing on. Because if we would be having this podcast recording four and a half years ago, I wouldn't even dive into like niching down. It's like, sure, talk to everyone and anyone. When in reality, that's just not how it works. So I know that was a long-winded answer, but again, found it. Shocker from creeping. So yeah. (laughs)
0: I love that. I love that. Again, a full circle moment in that. And I love that it just really worked out. I mean, I think that really speaks to how you found marketing in general. You were, you know, with that advising meeting and it just really lined up. And sometimes I think we find ourselves in industries that we never really knew that we would end up in. Um, And even beyond that, beyond schooling, beyond internships, beyond different jobs that we're doing, sometimes we find ourselves in something new. So I love that. And I love your approach to just being really excited about the opportunity. I think that, something that anyone can take away from this podcast who is either wondering, you know, should I major in marketing? If you are beyond that, if you're wondering, should I apply for that internship or not? You know, or or if you're beyond that, if you're applying for a job or starting your own social media management business, just go for it. I love your advice on that, Alyssa, that just what's the worst that could happen? They say no, you move yeah. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I think that is really, really awesome mm-hmm. advice. I'd love to know, why do you love being a social media manager?
1: Okay, so this is definitely a two-part answer. And my role is kind of confusing because to some people, it's like, oh, Alyssa just sits on her phone all day, twiddles her thumbs and scrolls Instagram and Facebook. Like that's all she does all day. And no, like that's not what I actually do. So it's kind of like twofold. So part of my role, I have um, client accounts that I manage. So like your typical, like what a social media manager does, they're managing accounts. They are, you know, writing captions, They're creating graphics, they're scheduling the content, they're posting, you know, Instagram stories, they're responding to comments, they're responding to DMs, like all of those typical things, that's one piece of what I do. So we have that in that bucket. And then there's another bucket where this other aspect of my role, and this honestly takes up a huge chunk of my time currently in just the season of where um, the company that I'm working for, just the season of life that they're in right now, is I actually work a lot one-on-one with clients. So we offer this service where, it's like a four part service, but to kind of sum it up in a nutshell is, they get to do an hour call with my boss and my boss will just really ask them questions and she does that for an hour. I'm behind the screen on Zoom, just typing all the notes. We, We do this hour call. Then for about a week, it takes me to create a comprehensive PDF That literally has every single thing they need to know to go out and build an intentional brand. So it has, you know, suggestions for what they should what it should say in their bio, their highlights. We give them 30 days worth of social media content starters because we find a lot of our clients, they want to grow a business, but they're like, I don't even know what to post about on social media. So we give them content starters, we give them two like call to actions, and then we dive into like, their ideal clients' problems, desires, and solutions, things like that. And it ends up being a like 45-page PDF that's customized to them. So right now, there's actually, I counted before I even got on this recording, there's 12 of them that I'm working with right now who have already made their PDFs. And then I had a 30-minute call with them to go over the PDF. And now for 30 days, I actually work with them one-on-one. So depending on if they rather, you know, communicate via email or just via Instagram, we go back and forth. And this is what I really love is that I no longer am the person who's like writing the captions. I'm saying like, hey, Sally, you know, I noticed you haven't posted in three days. Like, is everything okay? Or what's going on? And then, you know, she'll give me her little story or it's like, hey, Alyssa, I wrote this caption. Can you look it over? Can you give me feedback? You know, should I change the tagline of my caption or is this call to action? Like, does this make sense? Should I be tweaking this? Am I speaking to my ideal client in this caption? So that's the side of my job I really love because, like I said, I'm not the one physically doing. I'm more so being their mentor, being their guide and going from there because, I mean, we can just address the elephant in the room. Being a social media manager, especially working for, like, a social media agency or even yourself, sometimes you get clients who are like, yeah, like, I'll send you the reels. I'll send you the photos of myself. And then you hear crickets and then they don't do it. And then they are coming to you saying, hey, I'm not getting X, Y, and Z these results. And that was, I'll be honest, that was a common theme we were noticing with some of our clients is that they just weren't holding up their end of the bargain. So that's why we really took this different approach where it's like, okay, let's use Alyssa's skills. Let's use her as a mentor and let's actually like hold these people accountable. We're not holding their hands, but we're holding them accountable to ensure that they're actually doing the work and then they're feeling that satisfaction that, oh, I can actually do this after my 30 days with Alyssa are over.
0: I love that. I love that. I think a lot of times people just need accountability. I mean, we yes. need accountability in so many parts of mm-hmm. our lives, in our business and our personal life, right? Like with health and fitness and mm-hmm. you know, that's why people hire a fitness coach. The same for a social media, you know, strategists. So I love that that is such a really high-touch strategy, not only from the hour call that seems really just value packed from mm-hmm. start to finish but that comprehensive PDF that you're like pouring so much time and energy into creating, but then following up with them for 30 days to yeah. be that support, to be that friendly cheerleader, but to also like, you know, give them a little kick in the butt if they need a little yeah. of a push, which sometimes people need, you know, we are so busy and, you know, especially entrepreneurs are so busy doing okay. so many different things, but they know that they need to be on social media. So I love that that is a really good use of your skills and just taking you out of the implementation of social media marketing. I think Mm -hmm. there's tons and tons of services that we can offer in the social media industry and there's also tons of roles that we can get into if we work for an agency or we work for you know a small business um maybe we work for you know a corporation whatever that looks like there's a lot of different ways we can take our passion for social media and turn it into strategy which I think is really awesome so i love that you mentioned one piece of that and i'm sure it's a really big piece of the strategy just knowing your target audience. So knowing your niche, I know if our listeners are probably like, oh no, not the word niche again. I try my best to bring it up on every single podcast, every single piece of content we do. And there's a real reason for this. So I'm excited to, you know, have Alyssa shine her expertise on this as well, because there's a reason why we are all saying to pick a niche for social media. That is how you get the results. So Alyssa, I would love to know, um, what are your thoughts on, you know, the importance of finding a niche for, you know, social media success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I know this can be like a very like scary word. I know a lot of our clients and even a lot of our followers, they just like want to curl up in a ball and like never come out of their shell because they're so scared. And I think the fear that is really holding these people back is, They don't want to, like, leave out Sally down the street because she doesn't fit into that niche. Well, guess what? Sally down the street probably wasn't going to purchase from you anyways. Like, sorry. You know what I... So it's really just like, okay we need to have this niche. We do need to know. And as a marketer too, regardless, you know, who you are, you got to know who you're speaking to. Because if you're out here trying to speak to everyone, are you trying to speak to me like the 26 year old female? Or are you trying to speak to my sister who's 17? Like there's a huge difference in terms of what I want to see versus what she wants to see. Yeah. Or too, like, you know, are you speaking to someone like my mom who's 53? Again, my mom doesn't want to see what my 17-year-old sister would want to see and, you know, vice versa. So I just think knowing your niche is incredibly important and speaking directly to that person. And when people say that, that's not necessarily where we're saying. It's like, okay, if you're between the ages of 20 and 40, X, Y, and Z. Like, that's not what it means. But it's just continuing and sharing the same message, like, over and over on repeat. So let's say, for example, you have a hair salon and your hair salon really um, puts an emphasis on like blondes. Like they love coloring blondes. Like that's just their thing. That's what they do. Nothing against anyone else who has black hair or brunette hair like me, but that's just not their specialty. They love blondes. So guess what? That's who they're going to be focusing on that's who they're going to be showcasing on their Instagram or on their Facebook or TikTok, wherever they're doing their marketing, that doesn't matter. But that's who they're, you know, putting out in terms of on the grid itself. And then too, maybe in their bio, they actually say like, hey, we're specialized in, you know, highlighting blondes or X, Y, and Z. And I love how I used a hair salon as a um, example, when I don't get my hair done, I don't get it colored. But I just feel like when you say it that way, like it kind of people can paint the picture and be like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. yeah, that does make sense. So it's again, they're not calling out like if you're a brunette, don't come here. It's just like that's just not something that we actually, you know, that's not our specialty, I guess I should say. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think
0: that's a really great way of phrasing finding a niche and knowing how to speak to that niche is you're you're specializing with one particular area with one particular person. And I think a big part of finding a niche is it's really important to know all of the basic demographics of who this person is or who, you know, who fits in with within the range of the basic demographics, you know, so geography where do they live, Um, you know, age, gender, so many demographics that can really define their profile of who, you know, you're attracting. And it's a really good way at looking at your insights to see like, okay, yes, that's data that Instagram can pull in, for example. So you can know like, okay, I'm targeting these people or whoa, I am way out of my age range, right? Like we're we're targeting moms when we're supposed to be targeting, you know, college age girls, for example, Mm -hmm. to bring it back to Alyssa's. But I think it's really important, but I think it goes beyond that. It goes... Goes into, you know, their interests, their, their problems. And I, I use problems really vaguely, but it's pain points. It's different things that they have going on. So Alyssa, I'd love to know what advice would you give to someone about how to speak to what their niches, problems, desires, and solutions are?
1: Yeah. So this is hands down one of my favorite questions of life. And let's actually break it down for a hot second. So number one, we need to know who our ideal client is. So again, if we're going back to those blondes, we know they're blonde. Let's say they're between the ages of 18 and like 30, let's just say. And they live, I live, um, close to the city of Pittsburgh. So let's say they live in Pittsburgh because we're not trying to attract someone who lives in Florida. Like that's just not going to work. So like right there, we already know who we're attracting. So now we can take it one step further. And, like, even when we're putting out the captions, we can make sure our hashtags that we're using are actually, you know, yes, we can use Pittsburgh, but we also, too, can use, like, other, um, you know, smaller, like, cities around the area and even, like, school districts, things like that, or colleges to really speak to, like, okay, this is who we're attracting. so. Total side note, but I feel like that's incredibly important, especially if you have like a brick and mortar or some sort where like people have to physically come to you and that's where you offer your service versus, hey, maybe you sell shampoo and anyone can purchase it. That doesn't necessarily matter that we need to only focus on those living in and around Pittsburgh. So. Total side note, but here's what I want you to do is I want you to get out three sheets of paper. And on one sheet of paper, I want you to create a list of problems that your ideal clients have. So we list out our problems. And again, like you mentioned, their pain points, just like what are the things that they're struggling with? What are the things that keeps them up at night? So we have that on one sheet of paper. Now we got those nailed down. We're going to our second sheet of paper, where this is what they're desiring. Like, what do they ultimately want and what do they crave? We're going to write those down. And then on the third piece of paper, what are the solutions? And I'll be honest, that sheet of paper doesn't really have to have a lot of like bullet points because guess what? You are the solution. You are the expert to whatever their problems are and desires. So now when you're creating your content, and I say this no joke every single day, I probably say it in my sleep. I probably have dreams about it. But I talk to my clients about this and I'm like after you write your caption before you send it over to me to look at it I want you to ask yourself am I speaking to my clients problems if the answer is no okay ask yourself am I speaking to their to their desires and if the answer is no again then guess what we're going to have to tweak the caption itself and ensure that we're speaking to either a problem or a desire and once we make those changes then We can look at it and get again and say, okay, am I now positioning myself as the solution? Is my call to action encouraging people to like, you know, go click the link in my bio to sign up or send me a message, you know, with the words more info to learn more about, you know, what my salon has to offer? Like right there, people now know like, okay. This salon is the solution to the problems that I'm having because I went to a salon before and they did a horrible job on my hair and I spent $500. I don't want to go to them again. So now these people are desiring, they want to go to a salon that when they go creep on their Facebook or their Instagram, they actually see before and afters of what these stylists are doing before they're like, Oh, I will just go to them just because I found them. No, like let's actually see some, you know, client results and reviews and just, you know, testimonials of, of what people are saying, because I don't know about anyone else, but I'm also like a review junkie. Like if I'm going somewhere new, I am reading the reviews, whether it's a restaurant Whether it's a clothing store, like I want to know what other people are saying about it before I'm like, Oh yeah, here you go. Here's my credit card. So I hope kind of explaining it like that really helps. And I'm all about like tangible tips. So again, just get out those three sheets of paper and just start adding to them. And as time goes on, you can always be adding and refining. And maybe you're like, you know what? I don't think this is a problem of my clients anymore. I'm going to actually remove this and let's add this instead. And that's okay too.
0: I love that. I love that. And I love that it was an actual tangible exercise that you can do and you can use it in your business. And it's not only going to help you with social media and marketing, but it's going to help you with your messaging, which is going to help with what you're offering. And it's going to help really tie everything together. So I think that's a really awesome exercise that I really hope all of you listening can go and do that this week and just really start implementing that in your business. And I also want to add, too, that that is a really good exercise to do if you're managing client accounts or maybe you're doing strategy. Similar to Alyssa's doing. That is a really good exercise for you to really know okay, here's the content you need to create, or here's the content that I need to create for you as a social media manager, content creator. So I think that was really awesome advice. So thank you for going so deep into that, Alyssa. That was really great. I'd love to switch gears just a little bit because, as we mentioned at the very start of the show in your bio, you also have a podcast. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to know, um, you know, with your podcast, Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa. What made you want to start the
1: podcast? And I'd love to hear what has your experience been like since doing so? Yeah. So when I was an intern, I was kind of one of those interns where like I just was thrown into it, just doing it all. So one of my tasks was to actually launch my bosses, I have two bosses, launch their podcast. So I figured it out, did a quick Google search, you know, did my research that was necessary and I launched their podcast. And as I became familiar with the podcast just process as a whole, I was like, this is a lot easier than I think the average person knows unless you're actually behind the scenes editing and uploading a podcast. Like it's not that hard. So for anyone else listening, who's like thinking about a podcast, please just do it. But So that's kind of how that happened was my bosses were doing it. And I was like, well, I want to do it because I also knew too, again, as the social media manager, so many people were always tagging us, listening to the podcast. They were sharing their biggest takeaways. And my bosses weren't the ones responding to these messages. It was me. So, you know, I would go back and forth and have these conversations with them. And I was like, you know what? I want to have a podcast one day. And I'll be honest. I've put off my podcast for literally like four years. And my biggest fear with it, and my bosses know this, is I thought they would be mad at me that I was like trying to take our clients just to go listen to my podcast. And they're like, Alyssa, that's ridiculous. So yeah, Um, total side note, but that's why. Now I'm like, great. I could have had like, you know, 300 episodes by now, but it's fine. But so that's kind of how that came to be. And what happened was in March, actually, I like woke up and I was like, you know what? I do not want to be 90 one day and... And say, wow, I really should have started that podcast in my twenties. And that might sound like dramatic and pathetic to some, but I always use that perspective just with anything in life as I don't want to be old and be like, wow, I should have, you know, taken up this opportunity when I was able to, you know, go to California for a social media conference or I should have done this. I should have done that. Like I don't want to live a life of should of. I want to live a life where it's like, wow, I actually you know, created the podcast. So my, one of my bosses actually named my podcast because I went to her and I was like, Katie, I really want to start this podcast, but I have no idea what it should be, like what the title should be. And if you know my boss, like she can come up with like catchy titles within five seconds. And I'm so incredibly jealous. And she's like, it's going to be telling it like it is with Alyssa. Like I was like, Okay. So I drove home from her house that day. It was like a 30 minute drive and I was like telling it like it is with Alyssa, telling it like it is with Alyssa. And I was like, wait, I love this because I also too didn't necessarily want it to be tied entirely to like social media. I love social media. Obviously it's my full time job, but I also too just wanted my own creative outlet because every single day I'm pouring so much of my time and energy and effort into all these other people and all my other clients. And I'm like, At the end of the day, like, what do I have for myself? Like, I just have my personal account where, you know, I'm sharing about Truly, but Truly too also has her own account. But it's like, it's not that exciting. So I was like, okay, with that title, I can really take it in multiple directions. So my intentions were to create um, podcast episodes, really speaking to like people in my age range in their 20s. And it cracks me up when I look at my demographics, I got people my sister's age listening I have people my age listening and then I have a lot of people in their forties and above listening too. So it's a wide range of people. And I mean, at this point, I've only put out like 13 episodes, but it's really cool to also take note of, okay, what do people like to see and what just isn't resonating? So again, To kind of tie that into just like social media for a hot second is please take a look at your insights. Because I know my clients, they don't take the time to do it. And when I ask them, I'm like, oh, do you track your insights each week? They look at me like I'm talking a different language and they forget who I am for a hot second. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, I won't be mad. Just tell me. They're like, no, I haven't looked in three months. I'm like, okay, let's actually start looking. So again, just to anyone who doesn't look at your insights, please do so, because it just really opens your eyes to what people want to see and what they don't. So that was a long winded answer. But again, just, of course, how to tie that back into social media, too.
0: Absolutely, I love that, and I think how does the quote go? It's like you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't don't take, and I think yes. that's so so important with so many different things. I know personally, I waited forever to do the podcast. I always felt like there's no time to do it or you know those those stories that we make up of who's going to listen to this podcast yeah. or, you know, it's going to be so difficult to do it. But ever since we launched our podcast in November of 2022, it is now one of my favorite places to create content. And I will even put it over social media and I'm okay <laughs> saying that here on the podcast, but it has just been such an incredible opportunity to learn a new platform, mm-hmm. to learn all the different things for it, to really create a specific, you know, marketing strategy for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other best part is collaborating with so many awesome Experts And inviting them on the show, which is also awesome. I also wanted to say how great is it, Alyssa, that your bosses were so receptive of you wanting to start that podcast. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a common fear. I know within our social savvy collective, our free Facebook community, for anyone who's in the social media industry, whether you are an intern, whether you're starting school, whether you are, you know, starting a business or a career. It's a community for anyone and everyone who loves social media and wants to do it um, as a professional, but I see it all the time of that fear of, I don't know if I can start the account. I don't know I can if I can do this, or I don't know, you know, I'm in this corporate role or I'm in a role and I don't know if I'm going to have the support of others. I think a lot of times in a lot of my experience is that we are making up those stories in our head all the time of that. The, the fear is just, it's made up. It's 100% made up. And we are always going to be blown away with what other people have to say. So I want to tie that into my very last question for you, Alyssa. And I feel like just from this awesome episode, I kind of know where this is going to go, but I'd love to hear the advice that you give to our listeners. If you wanted to give one piece of advice to a social media manager who is just starting out, mm-hmm. what would it be?
1: Yeah. Okay. So number one, I'd even include this in our like document, but I want to make a note of it because I think it's incredibly important is when I first started as an intern and I'll even say like the first year. So I would say all of 2019, if a post didn't do well, and this is when Instagram, like you would put out a post and you would get like a hundred plus likes within a matter of like an hour. Like, yes, that was actually a thing. People like, yes, it was. was, It's the good old days. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, it actually happened and existed. And there would be so many times where, like, if a post didn't perform well, in my in my opinion, versus, like, likes. And this is before I knew, like, the importance of, like, comments and just other things. Um, I would, like, lose sleep over it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my bosses are going to fire me. They're going to hate me. They're going to wonder why, you know, I created that caption. Or was it the graphic? Like, you get so caught up in your head. And don't get me wrong, I still do it. It's ne- not nearly as bad as what it once was, but it's so easy to get caught up into your head. So that's number one is please don't do that. And I know it's only one piece of advice, but that's really important to me. And also too, you're not going to be an expert on day one. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm still here four and a half years in and I'm learning something every single day. Like, I'll sometimes have clients who will send me messages and they're like, Hey, Alyssa, like, did you know about this feature? And I'm like, um, I manage like seven different accounts and none of them, none of their accounts have that feature yet. But that looks amazing. So I will definitely look into it, but I'm jealous you have it. So every single day you're gonna be learning something new. And don't get mad at yourself if you don't know something right away. Or even if your client of yours, maybe it's one of your social media management clients, and they don't like a way You made a graphic or they're coming to you with some constructive criticism. And I know for me, at least I can speak on behalf of myself that I take those things to heart, um, a little too much sometimes. And I'm like, yep, again, they're going to want to quit. You know, they're going to want to cancel, you know, their three month contract or whatever their contract is. It's like, it's like, okay, if Sally, our client didn't like it, then guess what? We know for next time, we're just not going to do it that way. Or maybe next time we should ask Sally for some clarification or ask her to, Hey, like, do you want to actually look over the graphics before I post them? And I will say I'm super fortunate that the two, the two client accounts that I manage, they no longer look at their captions that I write beforehand. They no longer look at the graphics. They're like, Alyssa, you just go and do. We trust you. So over time, I promise, just like when you're posting on social media, you'll build that like, no one trust factor with them, which is so incredibly important. So again, you're not going to know everything right away. Google and YouTube, I know for me, became my best friends. And I know you already talked about the Facebook group, and I included this on here too, is I was actually scrolling on Facebook, and now it's definitely a newer feature on Facebook where it's like recommended groups to join, and yours was actually one of them to join. So that's even how I stumbled upon you, stumbled upon, you know, just just the different things that The company offers. So I also recommend join that Facebook group because all the time I see it all the time. People are asking questions, whether it's about like contracts or podcasting or just, Hey, you know, social media trends, like whatever it is in your team, whoever's in charge of answering the questions, like every time I look, I'm like, Oh, that question was already answered by their team. Like that just says a lot too about your customer service, which I think deserves to be recognized because that's also something for me, that I take a lot of pride in. So I just have to give you guys a shout out on that one because that means that fills my cup when I see that sort of thing.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I think it's so crazy. So we're recording this podcast episode right now at the end of June, 2023. And currently we have 15,000 members inside this Facebook community. And saying that number out loud is just, it, it blows my mind. We started it in 2019 when it was myself and we had one team member, it was our first ever team member um, on Team Social Savvy, which was so exciting. And I mean, we have, when I tell you, we've celebrated every milestone in that group, you know, 30 people, 50, 100, you know, every, obviously we had to like give it a little bit more room than that um, or our (laughs) Slack channel would just be crazy. But one of the things that was really important to me, and it's just part of my mission at Social Savvy, is to make sure that we're really creating a safe community for social media managers. We wear so many hats. We're in such an industry that changes day by day in terms of rules and regulations and app app and platform changes, new features, so many different things are coming at us. And social media plays such a big role in so many businesses and people's lives mm-hmm. that it's an industry that I think a lot of people will just kind of look at, okay, you're posting on your phone, but you don't really know unless you're part of it. It's it's mm-hmm. something that I think is truly special. So I am so happy that you are part of the community and it's just really great to see it grow. But I love your advice on that. You're not an expert from day one. And I think it's such a story that we're always trying to work to become an expert because I think something that is so great about marketers, social media marketers, even entrepreneurs in general is that we're so scrappy and we're always looking to learn and improve and do, just do better and figure out ways to be more efficient, figure out ways to, you know, increase sales, increase metrics, Mm -hmm. do all of those things. And I think that's such an awesome quality that We're always, we're always learning and we're always learning new things. And I think that really makes it a really exciting field. I mean, of course, Alyssa and I are super biased with with (laughs) that opinion. Um, but I think it really speaks to just the kind of industry that we are in. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for sharing with us today and taking the time to speak to our hashtag manage listeners. Um, where can they find out more about you and your podcast?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. So I am super active on my LinkedIn and it's just my first and last name, which I'm sure you can find in the show notes. And then also too, um, I have a podcast. It's called Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa. And my name only has one S, so A-L-Y-S-A. And you can follow me over there on Instagram. And I'm also too super excited because Jessica is gonna be on my podcast. So I'm gonna have my first ever podcast swap, which I'm super pumped about. Um, I kind of decided this summer, I was like, you know what, I want to do like a podcast summer series. So every other week up until the end of August, I'll have a new guest on. And so my episode with Jessica will be live on July 11th. So I'm super excited for my audience to get to meet you as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Alyssa. And we will have all of Alyssa's links inside the show notes. But if you are dying to listen to Alyssa's podcast, I want to go ahead and just recommend at the very end of this episode, switch over in your podcast player, wherever you're tuning in right now, and just search for telling it like it is with Alyssa. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of hashtag Managed. We'll be back with another episode and another guest next week. Are you ready to create your own social media business that fuels your dream life? Whether that is financial freedom, time freedom, or anything else, this guide is your ultimate roadmap to building a sustainable social media management business. Inside this free guide, you'll learn how to build a sustainable business with the exact steps that I took to build my six-figure agency, why you started this business in the first place, and determine what you want to get out of it how to scale your business beyond being a solopreneur, social media manager. After this episode, go to the show notes to download your roadmap or type in socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast in your browser to access it there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.